today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Luca Bucci is the CEO for the Ontario Home Builders Association, and he joins us on the program to talk about the announcements and the, the implications of the, both of those, actually. Luca, thanks so much for the time. Good to have you with us again today. Well, it's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Let me ask you about, uh, first of all, the, the urban boundary situation here in Hamilton. Uh, council vowed, and I know there was a heated debate about this in the last term of council, uh, that they thought they could build enough housing, the, the housing that we were going to need going forward within the existing urban boundary. The province immediately disagreed. I know members of your association uh, made presentations to council and said, no, that's not going to work at all. Uh, th- there's got to be a, a certain feeling of pleasure, I guess, within the members of your organization that look at now, now we can move forward and get started on this. Yeah, and ultimately, the people who are going to benefit from this announcement are the new home buyer. I mean, you've mentioned it at the top of the show, segment here, and we've talked about this before on your show, but we're 1.5 million homes short from restoring affordability and attainability in the housing market. And what that means is it's harder for young people who are looking at it in the housing market to buy a home because there's not enough supply. In the best year we had on record for housing starts, we built 100,000 homes. Now, we need to build 1.5 million new homes over the next 10 years, and that's essentially a 50% increase on our best year, year over year for the next 10 years. So we need to look at all options that are on the table. You know, you and I have talked about on this show before, one of the key elements of that is looking at whether or not we need more land to build. And in the city of Hamilton, um, more land is required to build more homes. You know, this this urban boundary issue has been on the top of the political agenda for over a year and a half now. Um, and our members in Hamilton uh, commissioned a survey with with Nano's Research, a very reputable research firm. And we found that almost 40% of Hamiltonians want the urban boundary to expand if that means that they can get more homes online more quickly. So, and, and we had conflicting surveys, and we all know about the online survey that another group did that said it was overwhelming support to maintain the urban boundary, uh, which is frankly a moot point at this stage because the government's already ruled on this and as we've mentioned on this program whether you like the decision or not uh they can do it just like they had the right to to, to reduce toronto city council and they did it and the courts ruled on their side i mean we all as municipalities hamilton london toronto exist well not toronto they've got an exception exist at the at the pleasure of the province they're the ones that grant the charters and they can overrule municipal decisions in this situation uh, and their justification for this was that, look, at, uh, the council got it wrong and it's only going to cause problems down the road. So let's just do this right right from the get-go. So what what does this do now to, to the planning and to what your organization can do now? Do you, do you move forward with applications? Uh, I know that, uh, you know, some of your members have, have already purchased land in some of these areas and, and were concerned that, well, they aren't going to be able to do anything about it. Uh, how does this impact what we need here and how quickly can your members get moving on this and start looking at what we can do and where we can do it? I think first things first, it puts our members in a position where they, where they can deliver on a good that's in high demand. Um, there's a lot of members outside of the urban boundary who've been campaigning for quite some time based off the arguments that they're ready to build and they're ready to build now. Um, and they're willing to work with the city to build in a way that is you know, environmentally sustainable um, and ensuring that you know what they do build can be serviced adequately on the city's current infrastructure. Um, so, so we're ready to go. I mean, we're excited. We know what the challenge ahead of us looks like. Um, we need to help the province get to that 1.5 million home mark over the next 10 years. And a lot of our members who own that land outside of the urban boundary, and a lot of our members who own land inside of the urban boundary are, are excited to work with the municipality to get that housing supply online 
um, in a way that is, uh, you know, expedient and in a way that's going to restore affordability and attainability into the, into the housing market, just so we can give the new homeowners an opportunity to purchase that, that new home that they've been looking for for quite some time. But you've seen the reaction to this, I'm sure, on social media over the last couple of days. Uh, and Luca, and I wanted you to comment on that. Uh, some are suggesting that now what home builders are going to do is just say, well, the hell with infill developments. We're just going to go and, and pave over the green lanes now. And that's, that's where we're going to build all our houses. Is, is that the case? Um, I think our industry is still committed to making sure there's a right balance of different types of housing. Uh, we understand that you know, housing that's built on on outside of the urban boundary or in these lands that are going to be built in, brought, that are brought in, are probably going to cater to a specific demographic. But there is still a need to build that high density kind of focused development inside the urban boundary and primarily downtown along the LRT line. That's going to be more appealing to you know young professionals looking for that kind of twenty minute lifestyle where all your services are within a twenty minute walking radius of where you are. I think the problem that we see today in the housing market is that, you know, municipalities have just been making decisions to restrict the building of any kind of housing that we've gotten to the point where there's such a demand for condos, single family homes, stacked towns. And what the decision, the decision that the government made on Friday is going to put us on a path where we can free up some of that demand so that we can, you know, build outside of the urban boundary. So people who are looking to upgrade their homes who are currently living downtown in a condo can do so and free up that unit for someone who's looking to get into a market um, who might not have, you know, the requirements that are associated with with a family or, or a more settled lifestyle. You know, building homes is a good thing um, for everybody who wants a home because the more homes that are in the market, the more supply that you have, the more affordable and attainable those homes are going to become, and the more people can participate in the dream of home ownership. Uh, one of the other elements that, uh, they, as a matter of fact, it was one of the talking points that uh, the group that was opposed to expanding into the, anywhere in the urban boundary uh, used was that uh, if that were to happen, and it looks like it's going to now, uh, that your members are just going to go out there and build a whole bunch of monster homes, which are you know going to take up all the land anyway. Uh, I've I've talked to a couple of your members, some of the prominent members of in this community that have been building for quite some time, uh, who've have simply denied that and said, look, it's not economically feasible to build those kind of homes. That's the, we can't do that. That's not what we need, and that's not where we're going to build. But what, what's your reaction to that? That's right. Our our members always build to what the market wants, and. Right now, given all the different input costs that are associated with building a home, i.e. development charges, parkland charges, you know, increasing interest rates that are, are putting upward pressures on loans that we need to uh, facilitate the construction of, of homes, are, are creating the environment where, you know, those big monster homes that um, I guess some of the opponents of the expansion have been talking about just might not be a market reality. Uh, at the end of the day, our members are in a business just like everybody else where they're trying to meet a demand that is put on them by the people who are participating in the market. And right now, people are looking for sustainable housing options. And our members are open to to listening to what those options look like. And, you know, in the urban boundary, outside of the urban boundary or in these lands that are being brought into the urban boundary, um, you know, you're not going to be building 40 or 50 story condos at this point in time. But I, you're not going to also be building, you know, 6,500 square foot mansions because the market won't won't sustain that, right? Right now we understand that it's it's a delicate balancing act, and the decision that the government made on Friday allows us to achieve the right balance between, you know, that that single kind of uh, that single family home, that 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 condo downtown, you know, and anything that comes in between. But the opposite, where you're restricting that availability in the market, further restricts the supply of housing and continues to perpetuate the system that we have right now, where housing is 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 very expensive. And people who are looking to get into the market don't have an opportunity to do so just because those options aren't online in the supply that require that it, that in the supply amounts that will facilitate you know an affordable price point. 
Well, and the other element to this too is, and it's an economic issue, I guess. And I, I know the people that are adamantly opposed to this don't seem to want to, you know, embrace some of these things. But it, from an economic standpoint, as a developer, and I'm not a developer, but I've talked to a number of them over the years, uh, it makes more sense to build if you've got a big tract of land to build ten houses as opposed to one big one. I mean, you're, you're going to get a return on your investment. And I know that for some people, profit is a dirty word, but I mean, th that that has to factor into this. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, too, I mean, a lot of the plans that they have for development on that land have to come through, um, you know, decision-making bodies that are, that are you know, in the city. Um, and members of the community are going to have opportunities to have input on what kind of ho homes are going to be built on these lands through the public engagement processes that um, complement those processes. So, you know, a developer just can't go in or a builder can't just go on into a piece of land and say, I'm going to build one home. They have to pull the permits for the home. They have to submit a site plan to city officials. And city officials then have to make the decision as to whether or not that is the right type of development for that kind of land. So, you know, this isn't just carte blanche for developers to build these, these mega mansions outside. This is an opportunity for our members um, and the municipality to work together to find the right kind of balance of housing options that are going to meet the demands that are placed on the system by people looking to get into the market and the new homeowner. And the more home the more homes you can construct, whether it's a condo, a town a townhome, or a single family home, the only person that stands to benefit, or sorry, the person who stands to benefit the most is that new home buyer because you're gonna open up market space for them to purchase an attainable and affordable product, which is something you're not seeing in Hamilton right now. How do you how do you build a neighborhood now? I mean, you know, in the old days, and I'm talking about some of the older sections of, of Hamilton, London, Toronto, what you can yeah, I mean, houses are you know, they're, they're very close together. They all have tiny little backyards, uh, very little thought of green space back in those days. So it just doesn't exist in many cases like this. Uh, you look at some of the newer developments, especially in the last 10 or 15 years, and, and there seems to be a game plan there. There's this green space, there are bike paths. It, 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 they're, they're building a sense of community. Is, is that mindset still going to be employed? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, people, um, particularly, you know, young people who have grown up primarily you know, within um, urban centers who are looking to kind of expand outside into into the suburbs are looking for that sense of community. Um, I think that's where a lot of the demand is going to be placed as we continue to to build homes, you know, in these new lands, not only in Hamilton, but, you know, the government also made decisions to bring new lands in um, to the urban boundary in a lot of different municipalities across the board. But that sense of community, I think, is very important to the new homeowner and, you know, our members and, and, and builders across the province understand that. And again, we're here to meet a demand that's put on that's put on us by by the market, by that new homeowner. And we're very conscious of, you know, making sure that we fulfill that demand in a way that people will continue to buy our product. So, you know, that sense of community and then that kind of community feel is very important to our members um, and is very important for them to kind of achieve if they're going to put out a sustainable product into the market. Well, because I've seen examples of this and, you know, because I, I, well, I, I'll give you the neighborhood I'm, I'm living in in Ancaster. I mean, we're right on the, the cusp of the, the conservation lanes, one of the big swaths of the conservation land. And I wasn't around when they built this development. It was a number of years ago, I guess, but uh, there, there was an environmental sensitivity to this. I mean, you know, the, we've got our little enclave here on our street. Uh, I can look right out my window right now and there's the conservation lands. Uh, right in the middle of this enclave is a, is a marshy area with the, which they've maintained and the Conservation Authority maintains. And I mean, when I walk the dog at seven o'clock in the morning, I run into deer and, and a number of other things walking down the street. Uh, it's, it's not to suggest that, you know, that it's going to be like that all the time. But, you know, I, when people are simply going to pave everything over, 
Uh, oftentimes that's not allowed and still not going to be allowed, no matter what the the, the, the the rhetoric might be in situations like that. There has to be some environmental sensitivity, doesn't there? I, I, I agree. And I, and I think over the past, the, the benefit of, of working with um, the previous government over the past 15 years is that there's a lot of these environmental checks and balances that were put into place to ensure that development is done in a sustainable way. So even when you're expanding into the urban boundary or sorry, outside of the urban boundary or when these lands are being brought into the urban boundary, rather, you know, there are still those environmental demands that our, our, our members have to kind of adhere to to ensure that we're building homes in a way that is that is taking care of a lot of the important environmental features that are quite frankly regulated by, you know, both uh, the conservation authorities and the provincial government. So it's not like our members are going in there with bulldozers and, and concrete pavers and saying, you know, this patch of green is now going to become a pavement with, you know, 10 mega homes or, or, or 100 towns. No, we still have to go through a process that, that that is equipped with checks and balances to ensure that we are, you know, taking care of endangered species appropriately, to making sure that we are um, not impacting floodplains, to make sure that we are um, building in a way that, that you know, allows... Um, the the ecosystems within those environments to function properly. None of that goes away by bringing this land into the urban boundary. What this does, it allows us to build more homes in a sustainable way, get more supply online, help us reach that 1.5 million mark over the next 10 years, and bring forward a more attainable and affordable product because there's more supply online to the new home buyer who's been looking to get into the market in a very, very uh, tumultuous time for, for, for homeowners and home buyers. I got about a minute left here, and I know your time is tight as well. Uh, one of the concerns that you guys raised over the last couple of years, and even the government has talked about, is cutting through the red tape at the municipal level so that these approvals can be evaluated and 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 move forward on this. Are you comfortable that they're making steps in that direction? I think the legislation we saw two weeks ago uh, through Bill 23 is the right first step. And I think now it's up to municipalities and new councils to follow the provincial government's lead. Um, and look at some of the policies that they're putting in the window and start working with our industry and, and the community to find the most sustainable way to implement those policies so that we can build housing quickly and we can get that process streamlined to bring more housing supply online. Um, the provincial government stepped up in a big way two weeks ago. It's really exciting to see what the municipalities are going to do, but I'm confident that you know all governments are focused on bringing more housing supply online, and I'm confident that both municipalities and the provincial government will continue to work together to help us get uh, attainability and affordability back into the housing market. Luca Bucci, who is the CEO of the Ontario Home Builders Association. Luca, as always, thanks so much for this. Appreciate your time today. Thanks so much. Have a great afternoon. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.